1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Brothers and sisters, it's true. God strongly desires to have an intimate relationship with me and you. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus to Calvary's tree to pay sins dead and full for you and me, to make that opportunity of an increased intimacy with him available to you and me. But unfortunately, although the opportunity is there, most Christians don't even seem to care. They don't look to have and enjoy the intimate relationship with God that he wants us to have. And if they do, it's like they don't even know how to. The Bible tells us that there are proven pathways that we can take to increase the intimacy of our relationship with God. All of us who are the children of God should want to know what those pathways are so we can do what we need to do to have and enjoy increased intimacy with God like he wants us to do so that we can benefit even more than we already do. From the relationship that we have with the God who loves me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes.
2: See, Jesus set himself apart to pray the prayer of consecration and invited his main disciples to pray it also so that they would receive the power necessary to not enter into temptation. Remember he said, watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The reason why I need you to pray is so that you do not enter into temptation because if you don't pray, you will enter into temptation. Right. Amen. person might ask, what temptation? I got two answers for you. Answer number one, the temptation to not do the will of God for your life. Because it's a temptation to not do the will of God for your life. Because Satan's going to tempt you to not do it. He's going to put it in another way. Just postpone it. Let's just delay it. It's probably just not this time. Amen. They will be tempted later to run away from the will of God for their lives. They will be tempted later to deny the very existence of Jesus and their relationship with him. Remember, Peter was tempted to even deny the very existence of God later on down the line. Just like some of us try to act like God don't exist when we already know what he's telling us to do. All of a sudden, we get selective amnesia about God and what his purpose for me and you. Let's go to answer number two. Answer number two, the temptation to let their flesh rise and rule them, causing them to not do the will of God for their lives. The temptation to let their flesh rise and rule them, causing them to not do the will of God for their lives. Whereas they would be tempted later to run away from the will of God for their lives. Boy, if I could set up a highway to be able to hold all the people that's running away from the will of God, I'd probably need to have a hundred mile highway, hundred mile wide highway. Most people are running away from the will of God for their lives. Coming up with excuses, which are lies wrapped up in reasons as to why I shouldn't do what God said do. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, our strength lies in prayer. Our strength lies in prayer. It's awaiting on you in prayer. God's got strength waiting on you in prayer. He's got strength waiting on you in prayer. It's lying in prayer. But if you don't go in prayer, then the lying devil is going to be able to talk to you. That's right, sir. Tell you something that ain't true and you're going to believe it too. Come on. Why? Because it's going to cater to your flesh and have you do what your flesh would normally do. To just wait. I feel so better now that I decided to wait. That's because he took the pressure off of you. That's because he took the pressure off of you. I feel peace now. Mm-hmm. That's because he let you go. Now that you done said no to the will of God. (laughs) Hallelujah. He said let the peace of God, not the peace of you, be the umpire. (laughs) He said our strength lies in prayer. That explains why the church of the living God is so weak, especially when it comes to doing the will of God for their lives. We be strong and everything else till it comes time to do the will of God. Then we get quiet. That's right, sir. We talk about getting some money. Amen. Preach, preacher. That brother anointed, then all get out. Most anointed preacher I ever seen in my life. Do the will of God. Why does he keep bringing that up? Because I'm a pastor. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 11, my job is to edify you to do the work of the ministry. I let the evangelist thrill you. My job is to train you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You probably never ran into a pastor. You had a guest speaker that had his own place to speak. But you never ran into a pastor. My job is to train you yes, to do what God said, do. You had a guest speaker who had his own place to speak, called himself a pastor. was just trying to get you all excited, and if his messages couldn't get you excited enough, he'd get overweight folk to jump, they butt all up in front, call it praise dancing. Why to thrill your flesh? Don't get mad at me while I teach real good. Show me that in the Bible, and you ain't gonna find it up in here either. Wanna go put on a tutu when you wear a twenty-two? Praise God and talk about jumping up and around someplace. You set your butt down, and hear the Word of God. Does anybody hear me up in here? The heck y'all doing? We read, praise God. That explains why the church of the living God is so weak, especially when it comes to doing the will of God. Is anybody hear me up in here? Just like in sports, you play like you practice. And in the things of God, you play like you pray. You don't pray much, you ain't going to do much. See, most don't pray. Therefore, they don't have the strength to do what they know to, in their hearts that they should do. They know in their hearts that they should do it, but they don't have the strength to do it. Why? Because the strength is lies in prayer. And when they do pray, they pray very little and very infrequent. Therefore, they do very little towards fulfilling the will of God for their lives, and they infrequently do that which is necessary to step into the will of God for their lives. They're all intermittent. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he said this also. He said, neglect of private prayer is the locust that devours the strength of the church. He said the ne- neglect of private prayer is a locust that devours the strength of the church. Even when the believers learn what the will of God is for their lives, there's, some, there's something that seems to eat up their once exuberant excitement and dynamic desire to do the will of God. Something comes in and eats it up like a Pac-Man, Wow, wow, wow! It just eats it all up and stuff. You fired up to do the will of God, and then, walka, walk waka boo, and all of a sudden, to go down. That something is a lack of prayer, because a lack of prayer is the locust that eats up the will of God for your life. Their neglect of private prayer causes them to neglect doing the will of God for their lives, and their negligence in prayer makes them negligent in doing the will of God for their lives. Charles Haddon Spurgeon also said, Prayer is the breath of faith. Prayer meetings are the lungs of the church. Prayer is the breath of faith. And prayer meetings are the lungs of the church. Just like breath gives the the body what it needs to have to sustain and maintain life, prayer gives the known will of God that which is necessary to have and sustain life. Just like breath gives the body, that which is necessary to have and sustain life. Prayer gives the known will of God that which is necessary to have and sustain life. Because if you don't pray, then the known will of God will suffocate and no longer have the strength to move forward and, and and be able to carry it out. And prayer meetings, oh my God, Prayer meetings, that's places that are filled with people who are praying prayers of consecration to fulfill the will of God for their lives. Those prayer meetings are the life-sustaining lungs of any assembly. It is the life-sustaining lungs of any assembly. I ran a study one time not long ago. Praise God, I ran a study one time long ago. And I tracked the attendance at prayer with the increase of the church. I tracked the attendance of prayer to the increase of the attendance at church. And I watched an interesting pattern that when prayer would go up, not long after that, the attendance at church would go up. But when prayer would go down, not long after that, the attendance would go down. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm healed in Jesus' name. Yes, I am. It followed it. Because as the church prayed, the church went. (laughs) Because the prayer meeting is the lungs of the body. It's the lungs of the church. Problem is, most churches have small lungs. Small lungs mean you can only run so far and then you have to stop. You can only move so much, then you have to sit down because you don't have the capacity to receive that, which is necessary to do more. So just like the lungs circulate and produce the life-sustaining air in a body, so do prayer meetings fulfill, feel, filled with saints praying prayers of consecration circulate and process the life-sustaining desire to fulfill the plan and purpose of God for their lives. When the people come to prayer who have a desire to fulfill the God for their lives, that they just want more God and what God wants them to do, then the church rises that way too. But when the people won't show up to prayer, the desire for the will of God drops up in here. It's a deep concept. See, the prayer consecration is not to be prayed lightly or glibly, it's a prayer that prays seriously and soberly. It's a prayer that's prayed since with sincerity and conviction. My boy, Charles Hatton's Spurgeon. he also said this. He said, the Lord does not play at promising. Jesus did not sport at confirming the word by his blood. And we must not make a jest of praying by going about it in a listless, unexpecting spirit. Or another way of phrasing it, the blood that he shed does not deserve that. Because God promised us something. Jesus laid his blood down as confirmation of it. And then that opened the door for us to step into it, but some of us just play it all cheap. He said, oh no, that ought not be. That when we enter in the prayer, we ought to come up in there fervently locking in on the will of God. For real about it. When Jesus went into God to get somebody, he fell on his face. He didn't even kneel. He went face down, flat face down, bam, prayed the will of God. In a natural, that might hurt. The Bible don't say nothing about that. The Bible just said all he did was pray. Why? Because his flesh was not not what he was interested in. He was interested in being able to get the will of God for his life. See, the prayer of consecration is not a prayer for immature saints. It's not a prayer for selfish saints. It's not a prayer for those who are cool with God, but don't yet love God with all their heart and soul and mind. This ain't the one for them. It's the, it's a, that's why, I remember, Jesus had by then, he had a whole bunch of folk walking with him, but only three of them he brought up in that place. Three of them. What about the other ones, G? No, they ain't ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got there and found out although the other ones were ready for it, they wouldn't step into it. Because just because you're ready still don't mean you're going to step into it. Because they still went to sleep. Stayed asleep. They still went to sleep. Stayed asleep. 6 to 8. 6.30 to eight 8.30. Still stayed asleep. Even the ones that's ready, the ones that go way back to Babcock, walking around half-cocked and won't lock into what God said to do. Look at your neighbor and say, is he talking about me or you? Some of the ones that used to pray, but now they're in love with somebody other than God. Now they don't show up no more. Some of them wore out over that job God gave them. Oh. Amen. Although they slept all night. <laughs> oh. Don't forget God's a jealous God. Don't forget he's a jealous God. Hope your idol don't get knocked over. We read. <laughs> See, when we pray a prayer, God... <laughs> When we pray a prayer of consecration, we're declaring to the Lord that we're consecrating our lives for his use. In prayer, we're making a verbal declaration of our affirmation of the information so we can have manifestation in the middle of our lives. Our affirmation is to the information that we heard and learned about the will of God for our lives. God shared with us the will of God. We came hard and heavy after the will of God. We find out about the will of God. We threw up our hands and said amen. We cried and sighed. But now God said, now it's time to step inside. God said, come up in that fervent too. Don't play me. Come on, do what I said do." Our affirmation to the information is what we heard and learned about the will of God for our lives. The manifestation is us actually doing the will of God for our lives. See, the prayer consecration affords us the ability to flow with the will of God that we know. It gives us the ability to flow into the will of God we know. Why? Because prayer taps into the power of God. And we get a chance to go with the flow, not sit back and say no. See, the prayer of consecration, therefore, affords us the opportunity to acquire the power necessary to do the will of God for our lives. Is it hard for you? The reason why is because you hardly pray. You don't mind if I teach you what's true. Which means this is a real simple thing. That means increase your prayer. You increase your strength, too. And I'm deep about it. Ain't no whooping. Might feel like it, but it ain't. It's just direction. The prayer of consecration affords us the ability to flow into the will of God for our lives and flow with the will of God for our lives. Flow into the will of God for our lives and flow with the will of God for our lives. By flowing into the will of God, I mean stepping into the will of God for your life. Because when you get up in there and get into the flow, it'll carry you into the will of God for your life. It'll be effortless to go into the things that God has in store for you. Why? Because you're caught up in the flow of what God gave to you. By flowing with the will of God for your life, I mean continuing to go in the direction of and not resist or run away from the will of God for your life. Because some of us took two steps forward and then ran 15 backwards. Some of us might have ran into a little obstacle or two and then backed up and and haven't made a move to do what God said to do. Some of us thought we was ready before, tried to step through the door, but somebody told you what to do to step through the door. And now you ain't even darkened the door. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) God said, my plan hasn't changed for you. Same way I talked to you last year, I'm talking to you this year. It's time to do what I said do. Same way I talked to you before, I've told you, same thing, I ain't changed. God don't change. But when you get in prayer, you'll get tapped up and, 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 and tapped into what God said to you. And you'll get flowed into the things that God says for you. And he will empower you to be able to continue in all the way into the thing that God's got planned for you. The devil's going to try to stop you. He's going to try to block you. But don't let him do what it is he wants to do. Prayer affords us the opportunity to tap into God's flow. Praise God. The prayer of consecration, therefore, affords us the ability to flow with the will of God that we know. See, we'll flow with the will of God we know. Prayer of consecration also affords us the opportunity to come into harmony with and walk with God in the God's high calling for our lives. We get a chance to walk with God and walk, walk, and, and walk into the high calling that God has in store for me and you. God's calling you up to a higher place. Come on and step into what he has in store for you. It is the prayer that we will become willing to yield to God's will for our lives. Because it's in prayer that we become willing to yield to God's will for our lives. That's why Jesus didn't come out of Gethsemane until he was in agreement with the Father. And when he came out, he said, let's do this thing. And and had the power to do that thing. The prayer of consecration is the only prayer where it's acceptable to say, if it be thy will. The prayer of consecration is the only prayer that's acceptable to say, if it be thy will. Because all other prayers require the will of God to already be known. But in the prayer of consecration, we can still be a, ascertaining the will of God. But in the prayer of consecration, we're articulating to God that whatever that will is, we're willing to submit to it and consecrate ourselves to it. That's why the prayer of consecration is not a one-time prayer. It's not a one-time prayer. It's a prayer that can and should be prayed regularly, up to and including daily, sometimes multiple times a day. I know what I'm talking about. I, I still pray prayers of consecration. I pray prayers of consecration every time I eat a meal. I pray a lot. Every time I eat a meal, I pray prayers of consecration. I don't just bless my food. I not only thank God for the food that I'm about to eat, that it cleanses the riches and nourishes my body, rendering any poisons and the harm to my body in the name of Jesus, but also thank him that he provided me this day my daily bread, as he said so, that he would do so faithfully. And I re-pledge faithfulness unto him again. Every day I re-pledge faithfulness unto him again. I pledge faithfulness unto you in Jesus' name. I will be faithful to you. I will keep doing what you told me to do. I don't care what I feel. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I experience. I will. I will do what your will for my life. God wants you to repledge faithfulness to him on a regular basis. Get up in prayer and repledge faithfulness to him on a regular basis. Whereas, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Whatever you say you want me to do. Father, I'm here to do it. I am here to do what you want me to do. And I will not back away or slack away from what you have in store for me to do. So I could be comfortable while everybody else is uncomfortable. The ones that I'm called to help and do, and do. I will not be found slack moving back. Not on my watch. It ain't happening. Mm-mm, it ain't happening. See, the prayer of consecration helps the consecrated Christian to gain his or her attitude of consecration by helping them become increasingly aware of God and increasingly aware of his desire for us in our lives. One of the reasons why Satan wants to keep you out of prayer is because he knows you'll see God. And if you see God, you'll be reminded one more time about what God wants for you. So his goal is to keep you out of there so you don't ever see God, so you never look at what you're not doing.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that it's true, that God really does want to have an intimate relationship with me and you. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what you need to do, to take advantage of the pathways of increased intimacy with God that the Bible shares with us that are there for me and you, so we can walk through into the awesome opportunity to be even closer to God than we already are. And enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're in a more intimate relationship with God that He wants with me and you. If you want to hear a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Erico 210-7859238. That's Erico 210-7859238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassy Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30 and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, if your New Year's resolution was to draw closer to God, then there's something that we invite all you sisters out there to do. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one, of my sisters, that you don't want to turn down. Then we feed you naturally. We're going to feed you spiritual too. with a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp, and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. That's if you want to play Child Childcare is provided at no charge. Neither VIP Transportation Service, is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are while preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed.
0: See you tomorrow.